This is the Good News Station, WCNO, Palm City. Dr. Michael Youssef. When you look at the average family calendar, it is overwhelming. It really is. But here's the problem. Without a healthy conversation, there can be no healthy marriage. Learn more on the next Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Heard Monday through Friday at 9.30 a.m. on WCNO, the Good News Station. Saturday, June 6th, The Amazing Grace School of Dance presents an original ballet drama, Esther, for such a time as this. Come, join Amazing Grace School of Dance for their 10th annual celebration performance as they present the ancient story of Esther for such a time as this. The cast is made up of over 130 Amazing Grace School of Dance students, friends, and local talented actors who are excited to present the story of how one girl was able to save an entire nation from destruction. After Hadassah's family is brutally murdered, she is taken in by her uncle Mordecai, who raises her as his very own daughter. Years later, after Queen Vashti is banished from the kingdom, King Xerxes and his royal advisors decide that they must find a replacement. They summon all of the young maidens of Persia to the palace. As Hadassah is being taken away by the king's guards, her uncle advises her to hide her Jewish descent and he changes her name to Esther. While in the palace, the girls are given a year's worth of beauty treatments to prepare them for one night with the king. But only one will become the king's true love, his queen. In the end, because of Esther's bravery and love, she was able to thwart Haman's evil plan to kill off the Jews. Come and join Esther and her adventure as she manages to save an entire nation with her love and bravery. Esther presented 5 p.m. Saturday, June 6th at Sunrise Theater, 117 South 2nd Street, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34950. For tickets, call 772 461-4775 or visit sunrisetheater.com The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing, why do you ask Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now, and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Meyer's today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there.
We have a special guest this week. His name is John James. John, tell us a little bit about yourself. G'day, mate. I was the uh, former lead singer and co-founder for almost 18 years of a Christian band called the Newsboys. For those folks that don't know, um, Newsboys were a band that started many years ago, uh, back in the 80s, the mid-80s, uh, in Australia. Uh, just a bunch of uneducated, barbaric, but passionate Aussie boys with a dream of using music to bring a positive message to the world through our faith. And we thought, what a great vehicle to bring a message of hope, especially to reaching people around the world, to reaching youth, then through the creative arts, through music. So the Newsboys started back in uh, 1985 in a garage, annoying the neighbors every Saturday. Awesome. Well, we're gonna get into the program in just a minute and hear your testimony. But just tell the radio audience, what have you been up to lately and uh, what you're doing now for your ministry? Yeah, when I left the Newsboys uh, over 16 years ago and went back to Australia, in my wildest dreams, I never ever thought I would come back to America. But four years ago, God really arrested my heart and has called me back to America as a missionary to reach America, to reach the youth of this nation, to work with local churches and to get into schools to bring a message of hope. And the reason I came back is because of what God impressed on my heart, that this great nation, America, is so busy saving the world, but right under their noses, we're losing this great nation. America is so busy saving young people in faraway lands, but right here in this great nation, we're losing the youth of our nation, the youth that are our our inheritance, our legacy of tomorrow. So I've come back here to America as a missionary to reach America with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen, I just want to encourage you to tune in the rest of this week, every day at 11 o'clock and at nighttime at 11 to 11.30 p.m. John's going to be sharing his testimony throughout the week. Just encouraged to have him and we're excited about what God's doing in your ministry, John. Thanks, Thanks for being here, bro. Shine, let it shine before men. But why are we blessed with a little or a lot? We're blessed to be good stewards of that blessing. We are stewards of whatever He has given us, a little or a lot. So my house, my car, my boat, my trailer, my caravan, whatever, whatever you have, we are blessed to be good stewards and conduits of that blessing. God, whatever I have in my life, whether it's a little or an abundance, I am going to use it to glorify You. Whatever You give me, I will be a good steward and thankful and respectful to use whatever I have for Your glory and Your praise. The problem is this. And now I'm speaking from experience. When you allow the success, the career, the vision, the mandate, the ministry, whatever, when you allow the lifestyle, the pursuit, the dreams, the aspirations, whether you allow the house, the cars, the boat, whatever, when you allow it to begin to distort your foundations and you begin to lose perspective on why you are blessed, Friends, somewhere at the heights of success, gaining the world, I begin to make little compromises in my life. It's such a small thing. Oh my gosh, no one will even notice. It's nothing. But little did I know when you begin to remove the foundations, even the little things, eventually it's going to take its toll on every area of your life. And at the height of success, church, living the dream, I begin to cut anchors from my life. 
Such important anchors that we all have. Why? To keep us grounded and connected to Christ while we walk through this crazy journey called life. The first anchor I cut from my life was the importance of my daily devotion to God. I tell you what, Lord, I'm just so busy this week. Next week, I promise you, I'm going to have twice as many devotions. True. Well, next week comes and lo and behold, I'm even busier. I tell you what, Lord, I'm just so busy. Next week, I'll have twice as many devotions where it's just you and me where I can just spend time in your word and praying and just realigning my heart, my mind, my motives with you. Well, eventually, I got to a place over a period of time where I stopped having my devotions altogether. And it's not that I was a bad person. I love God with all my heart. But I just got so busy doing everything I thought I was meant to be doing than the very things I desperately needed to be doing every single day. Look, it's not rocket science, friends. The foundation, the building block, the DNA of who you and I are are found in Christ. And part of our discipleship of following him is the crucial importance, more important than feeding your bodies naturally every day. It's spending time in his word daily. When you remove that from your life, when you cut yourself off from the life source, you begin to die. It's not rocket science. It's just the natural law of things. The next anchor I cut from my life was the importance of my family. You know what my wife, back then, you know what my kids needed more than anything in the world? Wasn't more toys, more this, more clothes, more shoes, more that, more this. You know what my family, you know what my kids needed more than anything in the world was for dad just to be there for them. But daddy's off saving the world. Daddy's off saving everybody else's family. Daddy's off saving everybody else's children. But I'm losing my own family. I'm losing my own children. The final anchor I cut from my life was the importance of staying connected and serving and accountable to a local church family. But John, uh, folks, I have this global ministry now. God has given me this international ministry to reach the globe with the gospel. Actually, my ministry now is so big that the local church is holding me back. So I need to get out from the local church and reach the world with this vision and this dream. Rubbish. There is no vision, no dream, no mandate that you and I could ever have that is bigger than the vision and the mandate of local church. Friends, local church isn't here to trap you and lock you in. Local church is here to equip and empower and release you with the dreams and the visions that God has given you, whatever it is. But when we're released, we stay connected. We always have that tether that brings us back where we can serve weekly, regularly with real people in a real world Called local church. When you begin to cut those anchors from your life, I don't care who you are, how clever, how smart, how successful, how many letters before in the middle or after your name. When you remove those anchors from your life, you are a train wreck about to happen. Oh, it might not happen today. 
it might not happen tomorrow. It might not happen next month. But I guarantee you, there is a disaster waiting for you down the road. And at the heights of success, church, gaining the world, living the dream in the music industry in America, my personal life fell apart. My marriage fell apart. Everything in my life began to go to ruins. Why? Because I ripped the foundation out from my life. I've removed the cornerstone. I've removed Christ, the very thing that keeps everything in focus, in perspective in my life. And at the height of success, my world became a mess. But shh, don't tell anybody. Are you crazy? You're, you're the lead singer of one of the biggest Christian bands in the world. You can't tell people that your personal life and your marriage is falling apart. You can't tell people that your life isn't perfect, that actually things are really out of control. So we make the dumb mistake of wearing a mask and living a lie and the show must go on. And besides, John, we must reach the lost at any cost. At what cost? My marriage? My family? My children? My life? At what cost? Eventually... I couldn't deal with the hypocrisy or the shame or the guilt any longer. So one day I went to the band and I told them everything. They were blown away. As I told them the state of my marriage, that my wife is on the brink of leaving me, the state of my relationship with the Lord, I have drifted so far from God, I don't even relate to Him. He's like a universe away. I told them everything. They couldn't believe what they were hearing. Isn't it amazing how our world can be falling apart but we can hide the truth from those people who are closest to us, at least for a season, and do a really good job of it. A couple of days later, the band came back. We all met, and with tears, they said, John, we're so sorry, mate. This is the hardest thing we've ever done, but we can't just stick you back up on stage and the show must go on. They said, John, we don't know if we're going to survive this, but we don't care. We love you too much. They said, you've got to find your way back to God, mate. You've got to fight for your marriage, for your family, for your kids. They said, your relationship with God, your family, your children is worth way more than this band, this ministry. They said, John, as of this moment, we are forcing you to step down and resign from the newsboys. Friends, when that happened, my world was shattered. For almost 18 years, the newsboys was my passion, my dreams, my love, my hopes, my aspirations. But I came to the shocking realisation at that moment that my sense of value, my sense of worth, my sense of validation, my sense of purpose wasn't in Christ. It was in my career, my ministry, my, what I have built. And now this is raped from me. My world was shattered into a million pieces. I'm ashamed to say that whatever was left of my marriage quickly dissolved and my wife had no choice because of many tragic things that I did. And after the abuse, she had no choice but to leave me. And my marriage was over and she went back to Australia. Good riddance, woman, go. And actually, you know what? Take the kids because I don't even want them now. You can have them, they're yours. And don't think you're going to get any money. <laughs> I'm going to make sure, woman, you get nothing. I've since learned something about money. You can have a lot of it. <laughs> and I used to have a lot of it. 
But money, crikey, it has the ability to grow wings and fly away. <laughs> Come back! <laughs> really quick. What's up with that? The kingdom of John James is just crashing down around me. My ministry's over, my career, my livelihood. Everything's over. I've lost my marriage. I'm a mess. I'm like the Titanic going down and I can't stop it. Why? Because I've removed Christ. <laughs> I've removed the sense of purpose and affirmation, a sense of connection. You think then, Pastor, I would have had enough good old-fashioned common sense in this bald head of mine to reach out to somebody, a local church, anybody, and say, help? But I turned to an alcohol bottle. And I remember I drank excessively. I used alcohol as a vehicle to escape because I thought, you know what, as long as I was drunk, I didn't have to deal with the pain. As long as I was drunk, I didn't have to face the consequences of my actions that have destroyed my life. As long as I was drunk, I could just hide and be numb because I don't want to acknowledge anything. I just want to forget about it. But eventually the alcohol never numbed me enough. So I went looking for more and I, I met this guy in Nashville that was a drug dealer. So now I'm purchasing drugs. I'm just running and trying to hide and escape. Eventually, it came to a big finale for me, the grand finale, when one day I woke up on the floor of my kitchen. I'd passed out. I don't know how long I was unconscious for. But as I came around on the floor of my kitchen and leant back against the counter, I looked down the front of my shirt and I, I was covered in my own vomit. And I remember I just sunk so low, low, low. And I, I remember I just said to myself, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. So I went to the guy that I purchased drugs from. He just happened to have a gun collection. And I said to him, hey, mate, can I borrow one of those handguns? I'll bring it back on Sunday when I come back to buy more drugs. We're good friends, mate. You know me. We're buddies. Okay, dude. So here I am, folks, in my big mansion in Nashville. I'm sitting on my couch, I'm high, I'm drunk, I'm weeping, I'm broken. I'm feeling so trapped, so lost, feeling so hopeless. But I'm sitting there with a loaded gun on my leg, ready to end my life. And I'm hearing this voice screaming in my head saying, you're such a failure, you're such a loser. God gave you the world, you had everything and you just made a mess of everything he gave you. Just, you know, you failed your wife, your children, your ministry, your fans. But most of all, you failed God. He believed in you so much. And this is how you say thank you to God, by making a mess of everything. Pick up that gun, stick it against your head, and blow your brains out because that's all you're good for, nothing. And as I'm sitting there shaking, weeping, realizing this is it. <laughs> This is it. This is the sum total of my life right now. And as I'm there moments away from ending my life, I hear this voice screaming accusations in my head. And it said, but wait, John, before you blow your brains out on the couch, congratulations, boy, you have done something really well in your life. And it said, you remember your dad? 
who walked out on you when you were a kid, who tore your world apart, who messed you up emotionally, mentally, physically for years. You remember how you hated that man? You remember how you used to say, oh, one day when I have a wife, one day when I have a family, one day when I have children, I will never, ever, ever do to my wife and my kids like my dad did to me, my sisters, my brother, and my poor mum. Well, guess what, John? Congratulations, boy, because you're just like your dad, a loser. Oh, come on. Talk about take a knife and stab me through the heart at the finish line. Who was this voice? The accuser of the brethren, who has only one desire, one goal for every man, woman, and child alive that has ever lived, and that is to rob, to kill, and to destroy. So as I picked up that gun, I stuck it against my head. And with tears just running down my cheeks, I closed my eyes, friends. I took in one slow, last, deep breath. And with my last breath, I tried to pray one final hopeless prayer in this life before I pulled the trigger and stepped into eternity and faced what came next. What does that mean for me now? And here I am gun pushed hard against my temple with my eyes closed as I drew in that breath all I could barely get out was four words all I could say was please God help me instantly the phone rings instantly the answering machine kicked on. And it never did that. I had that thing set up so it would ring forever before it went to the message bank. But this day, it was barely half a ring. So picture this. Here I am on my couch, a gun against my head, milliseconds away from pulling the trigger, but I'm listening to see who's leaving a message on the answering machine. What? Wouldn't you? It could be important before you die. You know, you forgot to pay a bill or something. I don't know. And as I'm listening... <laughs> Isn't it crazy, mate, how years later, we can laugh about this now, at the time, crazy. Isn't life a crazy journey? And as I'm listening to see who's leaving a message on the answering machine, I'm like, you got to be kidding me. It just happened to be my ex-wife calling from the other side of the world, Australia. Church, I've got to be honest. Wasn't really the last voice I wanted to hear in this life before I died. And I remember I got so angry at her because I'm listening to her and she's going on and on and on and on and on and on. It's like she's relentless. And I thought, this woman is so rude. She's filling up all the tape on the answering machine, just on and on. And I remember I stood up, I got so angry, I threw the gun on the couch and I just yelled some lovely colourful adjectives at the phone. Like she could hear me and I'm just yelling at it from across the room. And I remember I said, for God's sake, woman, just leave me alone. You're on the other side of the world. Huh, Australia. Oh, but that doesn't stop you. You can still reach out halfway, halfway around the world and nag, 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 nag me. For God's sake, just let a guy kill himself in peace, you know? I picked up the phone like, what do you want? I don't remember the whole conversation. I was drunk, I was high, I was a mess. 
But I remember she said, John, don't hang up on me, please. I beg you. Leave it all. Get as far away from that place as you can. Come, come back to Australia. But then she said the most craziest thing. She said, but John, listen, more than anything in the world, don't come back to Australia for our marriage. John, more than anything in the world, don't come back to Australia for your children or your family. More than anything in the world, would you come back to Australia to find your way back to God? See, that woman knew that the only hope for John James, for this broken, messed up, wounded, bleeding man, was to find my way back to the foot of the cross, to find my way back into the arms of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us today for The Revealing Truth. I hope you'll tune in again each day, Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. right here on WCNO 89.9 FM. To obtain your copy of this message, please send your check for $5 for shipping and handling to 3891 Edwards Road, Fort Pierce, Florida, 34981. To pay by phone or to make a love gift, you can call 772-461-8555. For more exciting information on our church, you can check us out on the web at igniteyourworld.com. I'm your host, Ed Day. See you next time on The Revealing Truth. The Revealing Truth radio broadcast thanks Access Able Designs and owner Alan Garrett for their underwriting support of this week's program. Hello, my name is Alan Garrett, and I'm the owner of Access Able Designs. A diving accident 31 years ago changed my life physically in a way that left me quadriplegic. However, 15 years ago, I dove into Jesus Christ, which changed my life spiritually forever. The combination of the two have given me the unique opportunity to help others. At Access Able Designs, we offer a creative line of bathroom accessibility products, such as folding shower and bathtub benches, as well as our exclusive patented toilet transfer bench. Our products are commercial grade, stainless steel construction, and built to last. They're also available in custom sizes. Our line of ADA compliant swimming pool lifts are a big seller with hotels, commercial properties, and homeowners. Our products can be seen at accessabledesigns.com as well as my personal life story. I look forward to hearing from you. For more information, you can contact us at 877-853-7816. That number again is 877-853-7816. The Revealing Truth Radio broadcast thanks Ed Meyer Century 21 All Professional for their underwriting support. Hey, Billy, what you doing next Saturday? Nothing. Why do you ask, Justin? I wanted to invite you to my housewarming party. I'd love to come. How were you able to afford a home? You've always rented just like me. A friend told me about Ed Myers. Who? Ed Myers. He's a realtor with Century 21 All Professional. 
Ed told me about a great financing program for first-time buyers. What program? Well, if you're a first-time buyer or haven't owned a home in the last three years, you could qualify for up to $10,000 in down payment assistance and move into a home with little money of your own. With home prices and interest rates going up, there's no better time to buy a home than now and no more landlord. This sounds like something I need to check out. What's Ed Meyer's number? 772-342-0047. What's that again? 772-342-0047. I'm calling Ed Myers today. Maybe you could come to my housewarming party soon. I'll be there. Ignite Your World Ministries, Truth Church, and all its affiliate ministries thanks Destiny Network and Bishop Tony Miller. Destiny Network International exists to serve pastors, local churches, and ministry leaders that make up Destiny Network International. For more information on joining the Destiny Network, go to www.destinynetwork.org.